Hey, I'm Lex. And I'm Kate. And we are the Long Distance Sisters Podcast. Grab a glass of wine, pull a chair at the table, because our family meeting starts now. Welcome back. Nice to you, see ya. I know. You just dove right in. I was not ready. You hit record oh. and then you were like, I'm Lex. I'm sorry about that. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you need to take a minute. No, no, no. No, I'm good. All right. So what's new with you, Kate? Same old, but we haven't recorded in a long time. And so tonight, like we decided to record. And I was like, oh, Chris, I'm going to podcast tonight. And he goes, oh, I forgot you were a podcaster. I know. Are you guys going to give that up? And I'm like, no, like we're still reading. So why not just podcast what we're reading? Like that's. Yeah. He was like, he, I must have like gave him a look. He's like, I'm sorry. I know. I know. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, we thank you all that do listen to us. Even if our husbands want us to stop. Yeah, I know. They have to deal with all the kids. So then they're like, oh, are you sure you want a podcast again? <laughs> I know. I sent him to bed with the um, monitor. I mean, like, obviously, I would be able to hear the baby still. But he was like, yeah, I could take it. I'm like, yeah, you can. <laughs> there you go, daddy. So we are coming to you right after March Madness. Chris and I, okay, so let's back up. Chris and I texted sisters and the husbands and fiance. And I said, okay, do you guys want to do a March Madness bracket? So our idea, we get everybody involved. Everybody has a bracket, yada, yada. Long story short, Chris and I win. Okay. (laughs) You've been being boozled. (laughs) The real story is Kate and Chris said, you know what? I see some easy money coming our way. (laughs) and we'll just sweep them under the carpet or whatever that saying is and they did did. we have hospital bills to pay for yeah (laughs) Uh, okay okay. i'm just kidding so we were like well so chris loves basketball as we know right so then march madness is happening every other year he's like so excited to do it like you know we usually do it through work yada yada this year, he's like, I don't know if I'm going to do a bracket, like just being a lump, like on a log. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do a bracket. Like, you know, if you want to, you can, and it could be you and I, and if you don't want to do it, then don't do it, but I'm going to do one. And then yeah. he's like, okay, fine. And then that's when I texted you guys to see if you guys wanted to. And um, it was fun. I mean, so Chris and I tied to, to first, but all of us, like nobody's champion won. So what, like, out of what six how many people was it eight people mm-hmm. nobody's champions are still in it so <laughs> it was no it was honestly a lot of fun and like I'm never one to like watch basketball game or like follow and I'm right. like what's my score what's my score or like Kate texted me the one time and I was outside reading she's like your people are coming on and I'm like yeah. I turned on the game I was the only one home I'm like what am I doing <laughs> yeah well that's the thing where I'm like okay so I did 
fantasy football in the fall and it was actually like so much fun because i'm like okay well if he's gonna make me watch like sports and i might as well like have some skin in the game like make it interesting and i don't like i would rather watch football than basketball so i was like well this is fun um but so right now there's gonna be one more game championship unc beat duke last night chris had duke winning we know the spiel but the cool thing is that unc is where Everett had his surgery and we had spent all that time out in chapel hill and then Chris and I went to the basketball game one night while Everett was still in the hospital. And we so we saw this team, if they win the championship, we saw them, like, play. And it's, like, kind of crazy, like, that we were in the hospital, like, during this season, right? And they, they're, like, eighth seed, and they might win. So I'm just saying, that's kind of cool. I'm not a UNC fan, but it was pretty cool. That is cool. That is cool. <laughs> I hope they win for Everett. I know forever have to be a UNC fan well don't tell Chris that Chris Grove and Durham Duke fan through and through went to NC State right so he hates UNC but I'm like Everett's gonna like them I mean (laughs) it's just by nature it is what it is yeah (laughs) but so that's what we've been up to March Madness and nothing else but very fun (laughs) you now can call me Coach Lex True, I forgot. Okay, for and not for basketball, correct? Nope, nope. This is softball. This is coaches pitch. <laughs> I said I would help because I did rearrange my schedule because last year was nuts and I like missed half the stuff and I felt like such a bad mom. So I really made sure that like I can't like hide back a lot in April and May so then I could be able to go to their games. So it's like, okay, now that I like actually have the dates committed i can't help if they need help that's all the lady called me and she's like um yeah we need you to be head coach <laughs> i'm like okay put me in i guess but we had our first practice on friday and it was so much fun there's 10 girls and they're literally in kindergarten and first grade and it's awesome it's fun <laughs> and steve now so austin wasn't gonna have a team so I was like, Steve, you have to be coached. Like, who else is going to be coached? And he's like, no, I'm not doing it. Like, who's going to watch Ray, one? And two, I'm not going to play baseball. So I'm not coaching baseball. So at the time, like, he was going somewhere with his dad, and his dad pulled up. And I was like, your dad can coach baseball. And so I went outside, and I was, like, sweet talking to him. I'm like, oh, Papa, like, isn't it so nice out? Like we were playing ball in the backyard with Austin. He's like, Oh, that's nice. I'm like, yeah, you want to be coach? <laughs> like, what? And then like as quick as I asked, Doris answered yes with my mother-in-law. <laughs> He's also newly retired. So it was funny. Right. You answered that very quickly. <laughs> like That's Doris. funny. It was hilarious. But yeah, so now Steve and his dad are coaching Austin and then I'm coaching Savannah. So it's going to be busy. That's yes, sure. but that's exciting. So go back to coaches pitch. That means you have to throw, you have to pitch for all the kids on yes. Savannah's team, right? Yes. Just Savannah's team. And last <laughs> this COVID. Okay. Listen to this. It just makes no sense to me because it was COVID. They got 10 pitches, right? And then they had it. And if they couldn't hit off the 10 pitches, then they go to the T this year. It's normal and it's five pitches. Like, wouldn't you want them to have less contact, less time in the game? Right. Wouldn't it be the other way around? <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> it, 
it's just funny. And then, so I had my first practice Friday and it was so cold and I'm like, I'm not canceling it. Like I canceled it on Monday because it was so cold. And I'm like, no, everyone's looking forward to this. And plus I'm (laughs) just in my head at this point, I need it to happen. And we're at pickup and the moms are freezing and they're like, are you still having softball? I'm like, yeah, (laughs) there's no... I'm like, there's no rain on the forecast. It says coming at four practices at six 30. It'll be fine. <laughs> as soon as I say that, I kid you not. It hails. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, uh, I'll make a call by four 30. See you guys tonight. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh. But we had it and it was fine. Oh, what was my main point? Oh, so then Steve had to meet his dad at the field house to like get their gear because they're weak behind us. And there they are like watching me. And then I have another practice tomorrow and he's going to watch again. And I'm like, no, you're stealing my drills. Like if I come to your practice, (laughs) you're going to be okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I keep saying he's gonna poach my uh poach my team. Oh, okay. Here's a funny story. And then enough with softball. Okay, so, <laughs> like I said, Austin didn't have it. So he's like, Can I play? So we're like, Yeah, sure. So he's like, Can I run the bases? I said, You have to wear your helmet. Like on my team, I'm making them run with their helmets on. Because last year in Austin's team, they would hit the ball, throw the bat, throw their helmets, and then run to the base. Like, no. <laughs> So at first he's like, no, I'm not rounding if I have to wear my helmet. I'm like, okay, then sit on the bench. So then he comes up at the end with his helmet on. He's like, can I go? I said, yeah, sure. The poor kid. He has all these girls watching him. He runs to first, goes fast, runs from first to second, face plants. I knew you were going to say that. Oh my God, it was so funny. And then the, the poor kid was so embarrassed. And it was like, oh, that everyone's watching. He's like, yeah. I'm like, you about me too. Like, <laughs> what are you going to say next? You're going to bring up the video you sent me of the housewives? <laughs> Is that- <laughs> Okay, guys, if you watch the housewives, but this woman, <laughs> we're doing their charity event, and this girl Jennifer, for people that are not our Bravos, she just got her nose done. So this like makes a better story. <laughs> she just got her nose done, and she's like, nothing's hitting my nose. So she bats with a catcher helmet on, <laughs> like not even a regular helmet with a guard, like a catcher's helmet. And she's running from <laughs> home plate to first base and base plant. <laughs> I rewatched oh. that clip so many times, like live <laughs> recorded. And then I sent it to Kate and Seagull because I was dying when I saw the meme. Oh. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> I'm not as prepared for this episode, but I will say that I took a walk on Friday after work and listened to one of our podcast episodes. And like, they're always there. It's never too late to catch up, to listen to us, have a laugh with us, hear what we got to say. Yeah, like a lot of times it's like reference of like what's going on like right now in this moment, but it's always like a good laugh or like a good story or something that pertains to any time that you're listening. Right. Right, I agree. <laughs> All I want to know is like, okay, in our analytics, there's one episode of Who Let the Dogs Out. 
get so many views every time like that's where everyone goes to I don't know if it's the title I don't know if we tell some good stories in there but I'm glad you guys like that one but just like keep going (laughs) I know I'm wondering if like people are like searching he let the dogs out and then we come up (laughs) imagine and they're like oh let's check these girls out (laughs) I know yeah probably not we can dream and hope who knows you never know I was telling Kate that she needs to catch up on family karma. So this is another PSA or PSA. PSA. That everyone needs to catch up on family karma because the guys did just get married and it's everything. Like, oh my God. Like the outfits in the Indian culture are just so amazing. Everyone looks so beautiful. And like the parties like all week long, like every single day, like I love watching it on the stories. I can't wait for it to be like on air. We get multiple because two people got married this season. So hopefully we see both of their weddings this season and hopefully they don't hold us, hold out on us. All right. I'll try. I'll try it. It's taken me forever to get through shows, to get through books, to do anything, but maybe I'll get into family karma. It's just a good background show. Like you can put it on the background when you're working. Maybe. How many seasons are there? I feel like I always ask that. There's two. Okay. Okay. And there's what? Maybe six episodes? Like, it's a Bravo show. Like, they don't have like... <laughs> All right. All right. I don't think they have reunions. But, like, it's fun. It's... The housewives are getting deep. Like, someone's either divorced or someone's either having... Going to jail or someone, you know, someone's having a crisis. The family karma is just, like, these kids are just having fun and they've grown up together forever and, like, it's fun. Hopefully season three. Okay. All right. But yeah, I always like season one. Season two's, you know, you can tell. But season two was fine. Like no one, it was good. Okay. I know. I just finished Bridgerton. I finally did get to finish it this weekend. I was telling you. And season two sucked. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Did you watch it? Do you watch that show? No. Did you watch the first season? No. I heard that it was like so porny and I was like Ugh. porny yeah. with a p yeah like porn okay I don't think so but <laughs> I don't know that was all the reviews that I was getting and I was like okay well if my kids are like <laughs> I don't walk in I don't want them walking in watching okay true porn. all right I would I would say season one was a little bit more I guess steamy than season two but Season two just oh, wasn't. That's the word I should be using, steamy. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm a mom now, too, you know. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but. Separate in the room. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you watched it with Everett in the room. Well, I had to catch up. I was like. <laughs> <I'm stupid. laughs> Um, but yeah, that's what I've been watching. And wait, are you caught up on Summer House? I am, I think. What are your thoughts? Like, we didn't need two episodes of Lindsay's birthday. No. Number one. Number two, um, like Austin is never gonna change. Like, you know, I'm trying to think like Lindsay and Sierra and Austin stuff. It's like Austin, well, you made out with both of them. Like, what did you think was gonna happen? 
And it's like Sierra's mad at Lindsay, which like I don't think Lindsay was right, but I don't think Sierra was right either. Like I'm just like it's Austin's fault. Like, yeah, you know, all yeah. of it. But like then Danielle gets involved, and I'm like, I don't understand mm-hmm. this. And it's that's where like she's trying to. She knows it's coming to the end of the summer, and she needs to secure her spot. Okay, so she's a full time. <laughs> person now like bravo is so easy to read now like she's just trying yeah. to her spot so she's if, and Lindsay's not gonna fight because Lindsay's like who the fuck cares like i do what i want so she has to like keep this drama going so now she's gonna yeah. be best friends and keep this drama going and then she's gonna secure her spot for next year because she's gonna be like well look at who brought in the most drama like i was fighting in every seat you know like then she has yeah on. she can get a price increase like that's true yeah that was just like odd to me and i'm like she's like Lindsay, you know just is a casual makeout person it's like okay but that doesn't mean that like she should be making out with austin when you know the situation like you know you can be a casual makeout person okay if you want to be but like also be respectful of other mm -hmm. girls so if that other girl likes that person maybe not do it to that person go make out with someone else that doesn't Mm -hmm. have or whatever yeah i agree also like they just cut alex out just like no warning so weird like it was it's so odd because they kept being like but they keep calling it alex's room even though like he's not coming back right i want to know if he made the choice because he really wasn't right Mm -hmm. but i mean or is he just busy like did something ever no i feel like you would if they like found out halfway through that alex was like taken out of production maybe they're told to still call it alex's room like wouldn't you just say that yeah but they right. can be told that they have to. Yeah. Like, it's just like, okay, if he wasn't fitting in, like, I don't think that he would pull himself out, right? Like, in that situation, like, you can invite anybody to the house. Like, then you could invite your friends, essentially, right? Like, that's what, I mean, they invite all these people to the parties and stuff. So it's like, if you really didn't fit in, then, like, wouldn't you just, like, say, like, oh, like, come to this party, come do this, come do that? I don't know. Yeah. And he was friends with Andrea. Yeah. I think everyone, I think it's hard to, like, not be friends with Andrea. <laughs> I think right. Um, what do you think of Maya? I am liking her like now, I guess, but like I, I feel know. like she's just like has a bad attitude. Very negative. Negative. That was that's the word I'm trying to like. I was trying to think of like like she can never think of the positive of the happy, but like yeah. How soon ago did she just end this relationship? And then also like yeah, it would be tough like going into that situation, and I see that side. But then it's like okay, well like Sierra and Paige are saying that like they really like you, they're like good friend with you. So like why can't you just like be friends with them and like be happy instead of like always being like I'm an outsider. You know what I'm saying? Like in that sense of like says that she's an outsider but then it's like you don't look like an outsider to me like you look like you're fitting in just fine like episodes now yes later in the season but of course like finding but even when she went on the date with Oliver like she was like so standoffish to him and it's like but like why you know what I mean like what do you get out just like being the hard ass yeah I guess is right that's how I watching the date I was like this is this odd because it's like you could you can be interested in somebody and like it not be a fault of yours 
Yeah, I agree. So when is Carl and Lindsay going to get together? Like that's something too. I like, guess tomorrow. Because no, they get together at her wedding, at their wedding. So like they end up like not having plus ones is what I picked up. And then they pick up like, then they just go together. Because they like live in the same building probably. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like you're so into this girl and like you're too far opposites. Like one does this like. <laughs> Like, he's into this girl, but then really not into this girl. And then she's just, like, doing her thing, what everyone says. So, it's like, when does she, when do they really come together? Who's doing her thing? Lindsay or Madison or whatever her name is? Mackenzie, sorry. Lindsay. But Mackenzie, I, like, didn't, like. I mean, it was weird. (laughs) Yeah. I would be awkward, too, but it's, like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they edited it that way just because, like, we know that Lindsay and Carl are together at this point. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It's like the backyard can't be that big that, like, nobody saw Lindsay and Austin making out daylight outside. It looked like the front to me, like the front side. So, like, if you're hanging out in the back and they were, like, scooting Mm. to the back. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I'm just like, Austin, are you kidding me? He's giving Austin's bad name. I know. But Austin, we were listening to the podcast and Austin's like, I heard you say Austin. I'm like, trust me, pal. We aren't talking about you. Like, <laughs> <another Austin>. <laughs> <laughs> Austin with an E-N. Like, number one, there's your red flag. That's your number one red flag. Sorry. <laughs> if you're are we, are we going to give your favorite guy in the world? <laughs> no. Greg? No. <laughs> Like, oh, I want you to come to my mom's, but, like, don't read too much into it. Like, shut up, Craig. Shut up. (laughs) Honestly. But whatever. They're happy. Whatever. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. Like, what if they get married? Like, Paige is, I think Paige is my age. Here's the thing. Okay, so this article just came out, and he's like, did you see this? No. Okay, he came out, and he's like, pretty much what you're seeing, the difference is, I'm not on Adderall, okay? So he goes and says, like, when he films Southern Charm, he was on Adderall, and then when he broke up with Naomi, then he was taking even more Adderall, and then he was, like, on a boat or something, and he was supposed to tell his friend that there was a shark, and there was a shark, and, like, he was so high on Adderall that he couldn't even tell his friend that there's a shark. That was his pivotal moment or so. Don't quote me mm-hmm. on this, but it's what I'm picking up, and then he's now he's not on Adderall. So that's why he thinks that he looks like this great guy and he's like completely changed. But no, 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 Craig. Unless you were on Adderall two episodes ago when you were screaming at Paige and talking down to her, then like, let's talk then. Like, were you on Adderall then? Like, or were you still just a dickhead? (laughs) (laughs) Talking down to women. Yeah. Right? Like he was still going in hot that was still the normal craig like calling people like liars like mm-hmm. when he was screaming at sierra yeah yeah who knows i'm just yeah i'm over that like get off of this show like i literally stopped watching southern charm because of you too like how are you <laughs> like i'll stop watching this show do you think the toms are making an appearance to <sighs> that's yeah i don't know winter house no, Sandoval, fine. No, Schwartz, fine. Sandoval, no. Get the fuck off. Like, grow up. <laughs> Get off the show. 
do something. Is that the one that was married to Katie? No, that's shorts. And I like him. Like he's always seemed like nice, but he's like always kind of like a pussy, you know, but Mm -hmm. the other one is just so annoying. Like always has to be so extra, you know, the guy and he like quote unquote was famous for shaving his forehead. Like that's called a dermaplane. Go get one at tussledandtamesalon.com. Does he still date Ariana? And that's weird. Like, that whole vibe is weird. Like, the guy cannot let anyone else have something good. Okay, so Ariana was planning this um, drink cocktail book. Oh, what did he do? He pushed himself into it, prolonged it three years, and then half the book is his. Like, no, this was Ariana's deal, not your deal. Back up. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan. Making money moves. (laughs) Like, I don't know how any of them can be friends with him. (laughs) feel passionate about my bravos but i know you do and i have come to finally like love new jersey housewives like they're the top tier like they're number one get rid of Teresa; they never will but they're number one wow i know beverly hills is like second to that oc is terrible get rid of it okay oc heather debrow i love her have you watched her (laughs) no Okay, she is the guy from Botch, Terry Dubrow. That's his wife. And they're just so fancy and so fabulous. And, like, that's where I think my love of champagne came because I've been watching her for years. That when I finally was able to drink, I was like, I need a glass of champs because Heather Dubrow drinks champs. And that's all she drinks. (laughs) Right? So she's just so classy, so amazing. So she was on for years, built this huge house for scratch, like millions, like tens of millions of dollars she built this house and we never were able to see that her house finally someone gets fired and now she comes back on but they hired her back with this other new housewife that is terrible so bad she makes me not want to watch the show and i'm like <laughs> fucking pissed because i'm like i've been waiting for heather to to come back because she's just so well-rounded so fabulous like has the best things like when you're in a fight like she like can say things so classy and not like scream like the other women and be annoying but this like this other one is like makes me so angry (laughs) all right you ready to just jump into this book yep so november 9th by colleen hoover second colleen hoover for this season and for us reading it and i have to say overall thoughts great <laughs> great book i like you're gonna it. say great you're gonna say great i'm gonna say good yeah, i thought it was good it was good great yeah 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 like looking back i'm like a little immature yeah like it took me so long to get into this book like <laughs> i don't know like they're 18 year olds and we're trying to like get into their love story like I don't know like that just made me feel weird yeah I think looking back I was trying to think about this like a little bit earlier like I think it's very immature like the whole thing about like waiting till you're 23 to fall in love like yada yada okay except you didn't live your lives like you were still waiting do you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying (laughs) (laughs) like I feel like at those ages like you're still holding out for somebody so you're not living your life even though like the whole point was to go and live your life they were not going and living their lives yeah and they say that they were but like Mm, you weren't (laughs) 
<laughs> but it wasn't a bad, I don't think it was a bad book by any means. I just think it was a little bit immature. And now that I'm a mother, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just joking. Um, I thought it was good. I think it was a little bit hard to get into, but then once you're into it, it was good. Yeah, you're into it. Yeah. I would say this is going to be a, like, should be our last Colleen for a while. And then <laughs> I come back that Kate has, and she has another Colleen on her list. <laughs> Alexis, what? Why do we have it on the list? Because it's a prequel to the one that we love. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay, I yes. I think, like, I'm not saying not to read her anymore. It's just she gets you and all your feelings. So, like, by the end, right? I was sobbing. So, like, mm-hmm. like I won't watch a TV show if I'm going to end up sobbing. Like, if it's here, okay. But like, I, I can't do this. Like, it's just like I don't know. Want to be numb or something when I'm like watching or reading like I don't I don't know yeah no yeah all right so what the premise of the book is these two kids me 18 like we said they pretend to like be dating for the girl's dad and then they have the best day of their lives November 9th and then they're like okay well if this is really anything we'll meet again next year November 9th for five years until we're 23 because at 23 we can be in love whatever so okay so <laughs> okay i thought that part was nice because she was actually listening to her mother's advice okay just saying like my kids don't listen to me all day long and now here she is listening to her mother's advice i hope my kids listen to my advice <laughs> fine but right that's a yes that's a premise right like if we meet every year same place same time you know then we'll know that maybe it's love so premise kind of cute whatever the girl loves reading the guy's a writer the girl had an accident um two years before they had met right it was like the two-year anniversary of her accident of the fire where she has scars all over her body and then they met that day and then so then it's like a better outlook on that anniversary of that day to look forward to seeing him every year. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> See what I miss anything? I feel like I'm like trying to no. rub two sticks together. Uh, no. no. <laughs> that's basically the book. And it is a little slow, like we said. And there's gonna be spoilers as we like debrief this because there were some good parts. So like when they first yeah. and come back, like they really did like each other. But what got me, like, they literally only did it for the day. Like, not a weekend mm-hmm. or, like, it was strictly just for the day. Which seemed like a lot. Like, you have the money, the means to, like, fly. Well, yeah. So, the first one day they spent together, the first November 9th, he, she was having lunch with her dad. She used to be an actress. And then from the fire she like doesn't have a confidence anymore she lost her gig yada yada so she's like okay well i'm telling my dad that i'm moving to new york instead of la to pursue like broadway things like that and the dad's being a dick like you don't have a career in acting anymore like look at you like kind of pretty much like that and so the boy in the book pretends to be her boyfriend and like stands up for her he thinks she's the most beautiful girl in the world you know all of that like he really does think she's beautiful care for her so they spend this day together to get her mind off of 
the fire and everything else. What is it? I was anything how that's how they met. Yeah. But yeah, so then, so she has plans to move to New York like the next day. Well, was it the next day? Mm-hmm. No, that yeah. night. That night. So that's also why the first night was only one night. But then they were like, well, we'll keep it that way because it's a book, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and where do you want to go next? I know. I'm like, what are your key points? Like, what were your like moments? Like, I forget what happens when she first comes back i feel like that was like nothing it was like year two yeah um, year two well she meets his family right that's like when he meet, she meets his family. oh yeah 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 mm-hmm. and then the brother like does something weird and like punches him and you're like what the hell right mm-hmm. and then year two the brother ends up dying and she flew out that i was happy year three so okay so year two uh, so yeah. they're in la then year two he goes then she comes back to LA. She meets his family. Then year three, he's supposed to go to New York. So she's at like this place and he, she's like, okay, meet me. Oh, the whole thing is they don't have each other's phone numbers. So they only meet, they only speak on this day, November 9th. Like they don't keep in contact mm-hmm. between meets. So then year three, he's supposed to go to New York. She goes to this restaurant waiting for him. And then the waitress is like, oh, there's a phone call for you. Ends up that the brother died so he actually is not in new york and so then she surprises him and flies to la to with him and his family then and then <laughs> that's when then there's like oh yeah she doesn't meet she doesn't then she comes back again because then the brother's wife is pregnant and do so she's like, I want to come back and meet this baby. So then she comes back. No. He never goes to. I know. Okay. So let's back up. Are we like debriefing like the whole thing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like, okay, we have to say this part. But so. After the first November 9th, they give each other like quote unquote homework, right? For the next November 9th. In in that his, her homework is to like make out with people and to like live her life, which I have already explained. But his homework is to like write a book about their love story. Mm. And so then that's why on the third November 9th, the funeral one. Mm-hmm. She gets mad because he has a book deal and he didn't tell her. That's right. That's right. And so then they leave all mad and stuff. Oh, because they were going to commit to actually dating. They were going right. to actually date. And she was like, no, I'm not letting you ruin this book deal. Like you made me go to New York, even though I didn't want to go back last time or whatever. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to not let you write this book. And it like crushed him and broke his heart. Mm-hmm. okay do we want to give spoilers okay so then oh give spoilers that's what okay. it is <laughs> right like that's i mean right, that's right, what right. Time, right? all right yeah you're right so so she leaves they're broken up he has a book deal the brother's wife pregnant due in two months then the next november 9th what's the main girl's name mm-hmm. <laughs> forget i can look it up but anyways his name is ben her Wait, name Fallon? is Fallon. What? Fallon. Yeah. Fallon, right? It's Fallon. Okay, so Fallon flies to LA for the 4th, November 9th. And 
she's waiting in the restaurant and Ben comes in holding his nephew like oh so cute like oh Ben with the baby and then what happened between last November 9th and today was exactly what I called that Ben and the sister-in-law got together Mm -hmm. and he raised the baby like he was the daddy and and she was yeah come back and say like she felt so sorry and like felt bad and she was really wanted to commit to him and like date him mm-hmm. and then here he is dating his ex-sister-in-law yeah and that was hard I had called it like when she when she left yeah. and then it I like the way it's written where it's like you see both sides right so you see yeah. Ben's point of view well like how could if she loved me then how could she have left me like I don't care about the book deal all I care about is her yada yada you see where it's like if he loved me he there's no way that he would have been able to be with the sister-in-law and like I I left to, so that he could chase his dreams the same way he did for me yada yada it was just very hard but I liked reading Ben's point of view I think he was like very heartbroken, very loved her very much. And he's, he was just like in a bad place. Mm-hmm. And then, so then between, and so then Ben's like, he, he thought Fallon never loved him. Right. And he's like, why do you care if I'm with this sister-in-law, which was like, chill out. First of all, Ben, like, don't be, don't be like that. But that's how he like ended that November 9th. And then they were like, well, are we going to see each other the next one? Right. And she and does. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then in, so from that time, she ends up moving back and realizes like she doesn't want to be an actress. She likes helping coaching. So she got a good gig in LA. So she moves back to LA. But so then they're going to go like, so he goes and sits at the restaurant and she never shows up because she went out with her friends and she's like, I'm not going out. But then he ends up showing up at the bar or the club that they were at. Mm -hmm. And then, so then they spend the night together. They were like, okay, enough of this nonsense. Then she sleeps over at his house, goes into his closet to like get a shirt or something. Sees the manuscript, the manuscript of their love story. Dun dun dun. So then she's like, okay, I'm not gonna read all of it. I'm just gonna like skim through. And one thing that had stuck out to her was why Kyle, the brother, had punched Ben that first time they met. And so she had like seen Kyle's name. And so she was like, oh, let me read this chapter. And that's when the truth came out that like, um, should I say it? Yeah. That Ben started the fire that Fallon was in, that scarred Fallon's whole body two years prior to them meeting. So crazy. So crazy. And then you're like, and then she's like, how dare he like use my events of like to make a fictional novel? Like how, like, you know, these are my scars. This means so much to me. Like I've been through hell and back. Like how dare he make this a part in the book? Like yada, yada, yada. So she like leaves and is like so mad at him. And thinking that he made it up. Mm-hmm. Like won't even believe that it wasn't true. 
Yeah. Did you think it was true or did you think he made it up? I thought it was true. I, I thought it was true because it was like, I guess I was like, why would anybody? <laughs> I don't, you know, it's like kind of messed up. So then, so then he like tries to get her back. And the way he does it is he, she like throws a manuscript back in his face, like papers everywhere, yada, yada. She leaves. He, the next November 9th, is it the next November 9th? Yeah. Yeah. A she's like, okay. She's like, I'm not going to like leave the house. Like I'm not doing anything tomorrow. Like nobody talked to me. Like I'm just going to be in my room, like crying. I don't want to deal with tomorrow. Gets a knock at the door. It's the whole manuscript, like start to finish everything in there. He's pretty much like, read this. And then you can decide if you want to see me ever again. You know, it's all here. This is the only copy. I'm not, I don't have the deal anymore. Like, this is just for you. So you can know the truth. And then you can decide if you want to love me or not. Dramatic. But. <laughs> it true love. All right. I'll let you talk about the manuscript part. Because I feel like you, you liked it. I thought you I like, you liked you the like ending. It? You didn't like it? I did not like it. I just felt like you were texting me like, oh my God. Okay. I'm crazy. Cried and cried and cried. Okay. So then, um, whatever. Her mom shows up and her mom's like actually reading the manuscript. And she's like, what the hell are you doing? And her mom's sobbing. And she's like, whatever you need to do, like, whatever you do, like, you need to read this. So she like sits down and reads it a little bit. And you find out that like at first, he does set the fire and you realize that he sets the fire, but then you're also get of like why he set the fire. So his mom, he woke up one day and his like mom was dead and she killed herself and he was only still in high school and he was the only one that found her, which is like so, so sad. And he didn't know what to do. And there was a letter and he didn't read the letter. So he was like trying to find like all the stuff through the mom's stuff and try to figure out something and he found like that his mom was actually dating this person and something went down like that they like broke up or something so like he thought that his mom did this because of the boyfriend so and he found the boyfriend and the boyfriend happens to be Fallon's dad which was Cray (laughs) so then for some reason he just goes to his house and he wants to like just like see him I guess and so the Alan's dad is like out by the car his like nice car and you can tell he could tell that he just got the call that the mom is dead and he just like kicks the gar or the gasoline can like and he wanted him to hit this car and like he's like he didn't even love my mom as much as he loves this car he won't even punch this car so his the dad like goes into his house and then like, I don't know, rage just took over him and he just, like, lit the car on fire. And, like, as a young kid, you can, like, imagine yourself doing something crazy. Your mom just shot herself. Like, you're the one to find her all in the same day. Like, you're bound for something bad to happen if someone's mm-hmm. you, right? So then it's not just he sees in the, behind him that it's, like, a bigger fire than what it should be. And then they turn on the news and it ends up being the house. And then he realizes it's the girl. His brother was like, we can never do anything. We can speak of this. Like, we can't do this. So. Right at the cemetery. And then that's. But that's like the, but that's two years later. Okay. 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 So it's like after he did the fire, 
the older like then it was the funeral so he was all upset about obviously starting the fire ruining so you know because then they found out that fallon was this actress you know everything else he's like i ruined this girl's life yada yada so he was really upset then the next day is like the funeral and all that stuff and the brothers are like his older brothers are like letting him like skip stuff letting him not eat like all this stuff and then the brother's like well and then ben says like something really bad about the mom like you know oh she just was heartbroken over a guy so she killed herself like we're not more important than that and the brother's like you didn't read the suicide note and he's like no so then when he reads the note you find out why the mom did it and it's not because of the breakup Mm -hmm. because that's still like i think that was still then Yes. Yeah. No, you're right. Because then he always thought about that girl and Mm -hmm. wanted to make it right and like turn himself in. But his brother was like, no, don't do that. So then he went to his mom's grave and then like saw Fallon's dad. He had like those two years. He was like spiraling. Remember, like he would just drink himself to like black out. And then like he woke up with the sister-in-law remember yeah. and i was like oh, i knew it but it, he did nothing happened but the sister-in-law was like get it together or you're gonna bring your brothers down with you essentially mm-hmm. and so then that day the day that him and fallon met the two-year mark of the anniversary of the mom's death he went to the grave and he saw that the dad was at the grave mm-hmm. and so then he he followed the dad to the restaurant and that's when he met fallon and fallon's dad okay can we just like this is a major spoiler. So, like, it, we gave little spoilers. If you have not read the book, stop this book out here because I to talk about this part, okay? And if you like a major spoiler alert, please finish the end with us. So, the mom note, it literally broke me to the core because you find out that the mom has terminal cancer and she does not want her kids to suffer, does not want her kids to watch her die, does not want her, there's nothing that can be done for her. They gave her a four to six month, like, living capacity, I guess. So she she booked everything. She booked her funeral. She booked her casket. She booked, she left money in her wallet. She also left a card on the table for the cleanup crew and knew exactly how much the cleanup crew was going to be. And that was the money that she left in. Like, knowing that you're going to kill yourself because you have this and like your kids, like. It was like, because she knew that if she had to spend months in the hospital, then like it would just run through her savings and then her kids would be left with nothing. They would have to then eventually like sell the house that they lived in and like all this stuff. And it's like, wanted to be with her kids, of course, but she, but then she couldn't because it would have just been really bad. They would have lost everything trying to keep her alive, even though there was no way to keep her alive. And so like, that's what the letter said. Like, you know, I know you're going to be the one to find me, but like, I have to do what I have to do. A 16 year old son. (sighs) Even now I'm broken. Like I have no words for that part. And it's like, then it obviously does break Ben for two years. And then him meeting Fallon is like what, you know, made him better and, I don't know, but it's just so crazy that he he was the one who ruined her life, quote unquote. Like, you know, like you think your life could be ruined and then you meet somebody and it, you know, could come all back together. I liked that I liked it and they were like, you don't know. Like he was like, you don't know November 9th. They both were like, it used to be the worst day of our lives. 
And then right. on that one year, it turned out to be the best day of their lives because they'd met their like true love, which was cute. And I like that when I thought that was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it was emotional. And I think I liked the way it ended. I liked reading the manuscript part and like. Knowing the why and the behind it. Yeah. Really like. And bringing it all full circle, which I thought was good. Mm hmm. Okay, so then she finds out that she <laughs> about, mm-hmm. about her his mom. So then she ends up he's like waiting for her at the restaurant and then he goes to leave like all day long. Yeah, until like 11:59 and he walks out in the parking lot and she was there. And that I thought was so cute and then they like lived happily ever after. <laughs> I know. And yeah. It was nice. I think what I always tell you is like, ha- I don't understand how like authors write. Literally, yeah. I don't. Because <laughs> like, it's like you have to like have known that part, like the mom and the fire and, you know, all of that, like beforehand. Yeah. And like, how are you not like crying writing it? <laughs> like- <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they do, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know. That was tough. That was. Yeah. That part's tough. Cause it's like, you literally, I hope we never have to make that decision. Yes. Yes. And that's, I keep putting myself in the mom's situation and mm-hmm. it tears you apart. All right. Well, pretty good book overall. <laughs> I thought it was a good book. I think I, w- I took too long to read it. I think I was like a no, little it- bit here, a little bit there, you know, it's like kind of one of those ones where like you just have to, I think plunge through but I thought it was good it was like once she got to the manuscript that's when it started rolling I feel like mm-hmm. like it was like a not a nothing burger but it was like okay <laughs> year, what are they doing what are they doing now you know it was almost like okay like there's nothing yeah. but as soon as she read the like once you get to the letter then it just like roll or once she gets to the manuscript it rolls yeah no I so. can agree with that I thought it was good I think I'm excited to read something else. Maybe something a little bit more murder-esque. Yes. I, <laughs> Kate, I'm a sex and Kate. And I was like, uh, okay, I'm done reading her. I'm done crying. She's like, let's read about murders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So do you have anything else to say about this book? Um, no. Recommend it? Yeah, I would recommend it. But like with caution, like it's a triggering book. Like, Yeah. Yeah. But maybe that's just Colleen. Maybe she's like Yeah. That right, right, right. Because she last book was triggering for you, you know? Yeah. Really hits like he I think that's the other thing is like the thing about the sister-in-law, like seven months pregnant and your husband dies. On your anniversary? Like no, no. Yeah. Anniversary, no. Just texting her like crazy. Yeah. That was I hate that. Yeah. So don't text and drive. <laughs> Don't text and drive. So let's talk about the books that we're going to read next. Okay, well, so I shared, you know, what our list looks like um, on the Kindle. Post, post instead of a Insta story. Story. Okay. I can do that. That's not good. Remind, remind me. Okay. <laughs> so we made um, a list on Kindle of what we want to read. And the new, I think there's a show coming out, but the book, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. So 
that's on our list. That's what we're going to read next. This was a recommendation from our aunt. Okay. She's like, I bought it to the beach house because I wanted to read it. But then one of the cousins got to it and then it just went quickly through the cousins. And then she, (laughs) they each read it in a day, like all of them. Oh my gosh. And she said she just read it a couple weeks ago and she said it was actually fabulous. Okay. And a show's coming out. Yeah. Of it. So really good if it's already on Netflix. I agree. I'm not sure, but probably. Yeah. Let's see it before it comes out and then we can watch it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Because if we know the show's on, Kate's going to watch it before she reads it. After that, we're going to read Malibu Rising. Yeah. We had that on our list last season, but we never got it. Isn't that the one that you said was like really thick? No, that was the woman in the. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we're going to read Meet Me in the Margins. This is from Melissa Ferguson, who we read a couple of books of last season and follow her on Instagram. She just had a baby. So yeah, it looks like it's a key one. She's a love story. So mm-hmm. don't make you cry too much, just makes you feel good. <laughs> and then um two that we're waiting for to come out. One of us is dead, Geneva Rose perfect marriage author and it starts with us colleen hoover those two colleen hoover won't come out until october so we have a little bit of time to give her a break but then it happened one summer was recommended by my november mamas so you've read it i I don't think i read it i think i have it though i'll go check it looked like a lot of people had read it in the group and recommended it so neva rose one it's about a hairdresser I can't wait. Like, and she solves the murder based on like the gossip that happens in the salon. Which we hear a ton. So <laughs> uh oh. I'm always like, uh, oh, my one guy, oh my one guy says that Steve's like, why do you know so much useless information? I'm like, because you just <laughs> okay? all day you're chatting a lot to new people. It's fun. Yeah. That's the I don't know. I I don't get my hair done. Unless it's by Alexis. Um, I feel like I'd be I'd be so nervous. What'd you say? It's awkward when I get my hair done? No, off hours. Well, all right. (laughs) It's so funny, like when I get my nails done, but I feel like the like girls never talk to me because I feel like I go there and I'm exhausted and I just like zone out. (laughs) Yes, you can tell if someone like doesn't want to talk, and then you can tell if someone like (laughs) wants to chat so you're like all right let's oh do I look like I don't want to chat well maybe <laughs> no you get a vibe you get a vibe I have like I have a couple of people that just chill and it's like honestly it's nice <laughs> Alexis gets her <laughs> you have your like quiet voice Alexis gets that around Chris's parents do I nervous that I can't curse and then Steve's like you curse too much and I'm like oh my god okay Steve made fun of me too because we had a phone call and of course like I put my client voice on like you're gonna right everyone I'm sure you have a client voice too for your boss (laughs) like oh Steve you have a client voice too okay like of what he would say when he talks to customers he's like okay okay i'm like yes like everyone has their own voice right you think that i talk to chris's parents like that (laughs) yeah 
It was funny. All right. As always, if you're reading anything good, shoot it our way. Making anything good, drinking anything good, let us know. Follow us on Instagram. We're trying to be more active, but it's hard. And I guess that's it. Leave us a review and we love you guys so much. Thanks for listening. See you then. (laughs) 